podcast focused on lessons learned via the musician's backstory, as well as building successful careers in the business. My name is Allison M., and I'll be interviewing artists and industry experts and offering insights based on events Wisconsin Music Ventures has produced. Let's get down to business. All right, in the studio today, I have with me Zoe Bagos. He is the owner and uh, founder of, uh, owner, owner of uh, ZNR Entertainment, president of the Whammy Wisconsin Area Music Industry um, Group, and uh, what do you call that? Whammy Award, Whammy. Well, it's Wisconsin Area Music Industry. Yep. And we host an annual show, the mm-hmm. Whammy Awards, mm-hmm. and this will be our 40th coming up. Great. So, wh- how would you classify that? It's, uh, I mean, what do you call it? Um, what is Whammy? Well, basically, uh, Whammy is an organization that uh, tries to facilitate musicians with other musicians, um, venues, everybody associated with the music industry. Um, So we're kind of a facilitator. Mm -hmm. Um, We try to educate. We have some whammy workshops occasionally, uh, maybe two, three, four times a year. Um, We offer a whammy youth showcase at Summerfest every year. Uh, We didn't have one this year because of uh, the ongoing COVID uh, situation, but uh, We've done a Whammy Youth Showcase for the last like 14 years, uh, and then we uh, we try to have uh, events to help musicians get gigs. Yeah, awesome. So, and then tell me about ZNR Entertainment. Well, ZNR Entertainment, more commonly not more commonly known, but what I call it is Xander Entertainment. Okay. So it's ZNR. Um, me and my now ex-wife, we started the business yeah. in 2005. I was the Z. She was the R. <laughs> um, we call it Xander because uh, Robin Xander of Cheap Trick, yeah. lead singer. It just sounds cooler to me, so I always call it Xander. <laughs> uh, but we started it um, as a ways to book her band. She sure. was a singer in the area, and um, she would um, tell me about some of her frustrations. And I said, you should just start your own band. And she goes, well, if I'm going to start my own band, well, then you need to book my band. <laughs> I said, well, I don't know anything about this, but uh, fine. So um, she formed a band called Midnight Groove. I picked the name, actually. And uh, I said, also, I started thinking, well, with as much as I love live music, I'm going to start working with bands that don't have any representation or I feel should be out there playing more. And that's really how Xander Entertainment started. Um, With my love of music and hard rock and heavy metal, I was thinking big. I always wanted to put on my own festival with National Acts. Yeah. I mean, it's never happened. It hasn't happened. Not yet. Not yet. But uh, one of the first things we ever did was I presented a, like a 20-page uh, scope to Summerfest about trying to have a festival within the festival. Yeah. They listened. It didn't go anywhere, but they listened, which, yeah. which made me excited. Yeah. Um, so then 2007... I actually booked my first show, and that was a National Touring Motley Crew tribute band out at Reuters. Nice. Um, and then the year after that, I booked a national act, John Oliva of Sabotage and Trans-Siberian Orchestra, nice. out at Reuters. And uh, it didn't do well monetarily. <laughs> <laughs> it was pre-Facebook, and it was the same night that the Brewers finally got back into postseason play. 
So oh, there was competition, oh. but it was an awesome night. And then I was like, okay, I want to start doing this. And that's really how Xander Enter- Entertainment formed. And I started to just see a ton of shows and touch base with musicians and bands. And I slowly started to start booking bands. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Can I just say also that I miss Reuters myself? That was a, a place that was very um, formative for me in my industry, early industry years. So well, really? <laughs> we'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Reuters, great venue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, so did you just kind of happen into the music industry then because of, of what your wife at the time was doing? Oh, most definitely. I mean, I grew up in a household where my dad was the worker. Mm-hmm. My mom raised the kids. Um, I got, I love, my love of music probably came from my oldest brother because mm-hmm. he would play records before we would go to sleep, uh, mainly because he wanted to, and he would make a game of it for us to guess who it was that he was mm-hmm. playing just to keep us engaged mm-hmm. so we wouldn't complain because we wanted to sleep. Um, and then it went from there. Uh, but I never thought I'd get into the music business. I just loved it a ton, mm-hmm. uh, just lo- as a fan. So when I started going out with Rhonda and then we were together and she brought that up, she kind of brought out the creative side of me because mm-hmm. I was a nine to five guy mm-hmm. working. And, and what were you doing at that time? Um, I have a de- degree in atmospheric sciences, <laughs> but yet I'm an environmental consultant. So, oh, cool. And I still do that, but I do it part time huh. now. So, Fascinating. Yeah. So we just started that because of uh, her urging and uh, it just kind of took off from there. Nice. Nice. That is so interesting to me. So you um, kind of changed jobs a little bit in uh, what was mid two thousands? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, mid two thousands. I left the company I was with for a long time from ninety five, and I went to another company actually that was the former president of this, the company I was at, and I went to him and I told him my situation, and he said, "Absolutely, I work hourly, so mm-hmm. if I don't work, I don't get paid." Mm-hmm. If I do work, I do get paid. Mm-hmm. And it was very flexible. So I've always been able to juggle. When I switched over to, to Conestic Environmental, that's where I work now, um, that was at the height of the market. And then everything crashed. Sure. And environmental was a big part of that. So we lost a ton of business. Mm. So I lost hours at Conestic, but then it allowed me to really emphasize Xander Entertainment. So it mm. kind of was like a, a, blessing, a balance yeah. and a blessing mm-hmm. and... Um, for now, for the last, you know, 15 years, um, if Conasec is busy, I put in a few more hours mm-hmm. and if it's not, then I don't. Yeah. And if Xander's busy, I put in a few less hours at Conasec. So it's a, it's a good balance between, uh, what I do with both jobs. That's really nice. So what was it about, uh, the music industry that y- y- do you think, uh, really got you fired up? Well, that's a good question. I mean, I think for the most part, it's just basically how, how music makes me feel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there's n- there's not much uh, other feeling that's better than when you hear a song for the first time and it just grabs your attention. Mm-hmm. Um, to go on to a whammy offshoot, mm-hmm. my I think it was my very first award show working, not, not, not as president, mm-hmm. and there was a band out of Madison called Sexy Esther. Mm-hmm. Didn't know them at all. They're part of the show. They were one of the performers. And they start playing, and I'm doing what I'm doing as part of the show. I was a runner, I believe, that night. Mm -hmm. And I turned my head as soon as she started singing, and I was like, wow, this Mm -hmm. is really good. And I love getting that feeling. I ultimately 
ended up working with Sexy Esther on a handful of occasions. Mm-hmm. Still one of my favorite Wisconsin bands of all time. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I love about music, and that's what keeps me going with working it. When I started to book bands, my mantra was, and it still is today, I only want to book music so I can keep booking more music. Mm-hmm. You know, because it takes time and effort, and right. if you don't make at least a little bit of money, you you have to find 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 a, a ways to make you know to pay the bills somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So, so exactly. that's that's my my main goal is I don't need it to be my way of making a living, but I need to make a little bit of money so I can keep doing it. Right, right. Very well said. Yeah. So so take me back to so two thousand five ish is when you started. So uh, where did you go from Reuters? What what was the next step for you? <laughs> well, really, again, I. I'm a big proponent of listening mm-hmm. and observing before I take action because I don't like looking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first couple of years, I just kind of hung out with what Rhonda was doing with her bands because mm-hmm. um, not only did she have Midnight Groove, but she was also um, lead singer in some of the more high-profile bands. Like uh, her first band was Eddie Butts Band. Mm-hmm. And then she played with Hot Sauce and she's played with Cold Sweat and the Brucey Horns. And then... Uh, the last band that she had played with was Street Life, mm-hmm. the Milwaukee Bucks house band. So I would just observe that stuff. I would start talking to some of the bands that were playing out, and I just got a feel for what they were looking for. Um, and then I just slowly start to approach smaller clubs um, and start to book some smaller bands in there. One of the first places would have been uh, Smoking Joe's, which mm-hmm. then became um, Whammy Bar before mm-hmm went by the wayside Mm -hmm. but I just started working with a lot of different clubs in the air mainly cover bands but I also started to put some little original shows together too Mm -hmm. because I love hearing new music Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so nice and a fun fact uh Street Life was the band that played at my wedding reception Uh, I I don't think Rhonda was in that at that time but (laughs) do you care to say what year you got married uh that was 10 years ago so uh yeah 2000 what was that 11 it very well might have been Rhonda uh, she, I know it was a four piece and, and there was, uh, oh. it was Joe, I think. Yeah. That okay. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If it was just a four piece, then no. But yeah. 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 I, hey, I only had so much money to go around. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but still, uh, they were great. And, uh, I get it. Yeah. They're awesome. Yeah. And, and Warren Wiegrats, man, what a, what an entertainer. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, it was a good time. So classic band and, and those are all amazing bands that have been uh, very notable. So, so fun to work around them, I'm sure. And, uh, I mean, what is it like, um, I mean, what's the most fun part for you about planning and orchestrating an event like that? Uh, any of those events? Um, well, I'll, let's use, let's use uh, the Whammy Awards as yeah, an example. Yeah. Um, I love being the guy that kind of puts the puzzle together and yeah. how the show is going to play out from picking the bands to picking the order yeah. to putting a theme together just in general. And I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Put my own stamp on this final <laughs> show for me. This is my last Whammy Awards. Is it okay? Yeah, I'm going to step down as president um, at and the we'll, end of the we'll year. We'll talk more about uh, your your role with them in, in the past. But so let's talk about the the process of the event first. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, basically, you know, it's been an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. We've postponed this show, I think, three yeah. times. But uh, uh, we basically have it set up. It's our version of the Grammy Awards mm-hmm. on a state level. So. It's pretty impressive what this organization has been able to do for 40 years. You know, it's mm-hmm. a not-for-profit organization. Everybody's volunteering their time. Mm-hmm. 
And um, it's tough to get people uh, at times to stay uh, motivated and on the same page and on schedule. Mm -hmm. But I have a great board and some great people on our show committee. So it's always exciting to see our show coming together. And now we're at crunch time a mm -hmm. week away. And, uh, you know, the uh, the nerves are going a little bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, the whammy dreams are happening uh, almost nightly now. So, yeah. uh, but it's yeah. it's exciting. And um, it, uh, we've got a really nice show. I, I, I have in my mind how the show is opening. Um, on the way here this morning, I was thinking about what song I'm going to have as bumper music leading into when the show starts. I did that the last show. I had um, basically just to let everybody know, hey, we're mm -hmm. about ready to start. So I had uh, Light Up by uh, Styx Play. Mm -hmm. It's a nice song. It fits for the, for the, for the, for the occasion. And uh, for me, it just gets me excited. I like knowing that, okay, this is my, you know, yeah. I'm doing this for me, but yeah. everybody else, hopefully you enjoy it. And then the lights go down and then boom, the first band starts. Nice. So, um, and I, I'm, I'm trying to determine which song I'm going to use this week. <laughs> very, it very well might be a Judas Priest song. <laughs> for people on Facebook who know me, they know I, they know my love for Judas Priest. <laughs> very fun. What, what is that all about, by the way? What's, is it just like it's just been your thing? For yeah, it has been my thing. Um, when I became president of Whammy, and uh, I wanted to get people excited. I think with each pre when president, when their tenure kind of winds down, depending on how long they've been president, mm -hmm. you need that new fire up to get mm -hmm. people excited again. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I was expecting to be vice president, but the, the president at the time, I had just become vice president like two months prior. Mm -hmm. And the president at the time, uh, life stuff got in the way, got really super busy. And he goes, Zoe, I'm sorry to do this, but I've got to step down. <laughs> and this was in October uh, with the show being in, in April. And I'm like, oh, boy. And I'm like, he goes, I'll help you, though. I said, good, I'm going to need it. <laughs> and I, I started thinking, like, how do I get people excited? Um, and I, I've always been a fan of live music, of national bands, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has been a thorn in my side mm -hmm. because I think there's so many bands that should be in it right now and they mm -hmm. aren't. And I'm like, you know what I'm going to do here? And I brought it up to the board, some of the senior advisors, some of them weren't too keen on it, but I'm like, I want to fire up the Wisconsin fan base. And mm -hmm. I know with the people who know me or, and I know those people, this is going to fire them up. So I, uh, we started up the inaugural uh, honorary Whammy Hall of Fame award. And mm -hmm. it was an, it was an honorating yes. thing, and it was for a band that has had some influence in Wisconsin, whether they toured or whatever. And it, the criteria was they could not have they could not be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame at that time. So basically, mm -hmm. I was just kind of maybe a little bit sticking it to the Rock and Roll Hall of mm -hmm. Fame, saying if you're not going to honor them, we will. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, if this works, great. And I said, if it doesn't work, I want to at least go down in flames with the band that I think is maybe the most worthy mm -hmm. to be included. So I reached out to Judas Priest, told them what I was interested in doing, and they were on board, and they sent a, a video. Oh, we sent their award to them. They sent a video acceptance. We showed it at the show. It got huge buzz um, online uh, yeah. for the show, and it did exactly what I wanted. It, Wisconsin was featured. Uh, this press release went international. 
And a lot of people got excited about Whammy and a lot of, you know, a lot of new membership and figuring out what is Whammy all about? And that's what my goal was when I first started as president of Whammy. That's great. So, and what what year was that again? That would have been for the 35th Whammy Awards. Okay. So six years, seven okay. years ago. Um, nice. And you've been president since then? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was my first show as president. So okay. I figured 35 and now I'm leaving on 40. Yeah. Hey, that's a nice kind of roundish number. Yeah. Exactly. No, exactly. Exactly. No, yeah. I, I, I like that I'm going out on... Uh, an import, such an important show. I mean, it's 40 years is a milestone. It is. Yeah, so. absolutely. And to make it through, you know, to get this award show done after all of these, um, you know, after COVID and the, can, you know, the, uh, not the, not the cancellations, but the, um, what are you, um, putting it off, you know? Um, so, so what is it, um, what does it mean to you to, um, to finally have this event after, um, such a, you know, a, a traumatic pandemic like we've had and, and traumatic for the industry. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's extremely exciting. It's mm-hmm. It'll be nice to see so many familiar faces and new faces mm-hmm. in one room celebrating what we all love, mm-hmm. and that's Wisconsin music. Mm-hmm. So it's been a long time coming. No matter when we had the show, you know, it was never going to be ideal because of the one, that's just the time mm-hmm. lapse, and two, you know, some people, not to get too involved in the, in the, in the COVID situation. Some people will still have trepidation about gatherings. Um, some people have, uh, trepidation, um, frustration over the COVID protocols, um, which are in place for Mm -hmm. this show. You have to be vaccinated or, or a negative COVID Mm -hmm. test within 72 hours. And I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as, uh, whammy is concerned, and me personally, it's time to have a show, mm-hmm. and we're excited, and I cannot wait till Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. That's awesome. So, can you tell me a little bit more about just the history of Whammy, and um, and what uh, you know, how they started, and how they've become what they are now? Oh, sure. Um, in 1980, thereabouts, mm-hmm. a fellow named Ted Curl, um, popular fellow in the Milwaukee music scene, wanted to start honoring musicians. Mm-hmm. And it was basically his brainchild. I've never met the fella. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've tried to reach out to him, but no one has contact mm-hmm. with him anymore. You know, we can't figure out where he is. But uh, he started the ball rolling. And um, basically bands like uh, Arroyo, Ruby Star, mm-hmm. Bad Boy, mm-hmm. many others. And then soon thereafter, Bodines, Violent Femmes, mm-hmm. you know, just a, a really big influx of Milwaukee and Wisconsin uh, area bands that were making waves. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. Uh, then, and I think believe in the early 90s, uh, the organization was about ready to fold. Mm-hmm. But a bunch of major players and in the scene, they donated seed money to keep the organization afloat. Uh, now they're known as the Founders Club. Okay. So there will be some of them there at the award show because they're invited every year mm-hmm. as a thank you for uh, keeping the organization alive. And I would say over the last 15 plus years, the organization has been in fine standing. Mm-hmm. And our goal and purpose, main purpose is to have an award show each year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's, that's such a staple that everyone knows and looks forward to. And, yeah, yeah. It, it really is. And, uh, you know, to help celebrate 40 years, uh, one of the bands on the bill is Whammy Hall of Famer's Bad Boy. I wanted to incorporate this as a celebration from beginning to current, yeah. uh, you know, and then more current 
one of the bands performing is uh, Tay and the Neighborly. And Tay yeah. is, she's from the Green Bay Appleton area, yeah. and she's nominated for Female Vocalist of the Year. So it's kind of in, from incorporating youth right. to, to to the elder statement. Sorry, guys, bad boy, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a fun show and a great way to uh, kickstart uh, Wisconsin music, uh, you know, back in gear. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. Yeah, and I mean, I I personally come from more of the classical music background, but even so, like I've just you know, growing up in Wisconsin, I've been so hyper aware of whammy. Like it's it's just everyone. I, I mean, everyone who is anyone knows about the Whammy Awards, and you know, if you're a Whammy Award winner, that's a really big deal. So. Um, and this will be my first time attending one of the awards, so I, I can't wait. Oh, so. I, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I always try to um, not emphasize winning because only, there's only going to be one winner. I know. I How was, do you I'm choose? always like, yeah. hey, if you're nominated, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, embrace yeah. it. So I, there's some people that are asking about, you know, you know, the awards, am I going to win? They joke with me, and I'm like, I have no idea if you're going to win or not. Um, of course, at this stage, I know who the winners are, <laughs> um, unless I just forget, but uh, uh I always joke about it. I said, it's all about the nomination. Yeah. And for me, that really is. You get to enjoy with your peers the yes. celebration that you're part of. Right. Um, and if you win, yeah, awesome. And it's easy for me to say because I'm not a musician, so what do I care? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so how? what is the selection process? How, how are the winners chosen? Well, everything is by Whammy member voting. Okay. So uh, there's a misconception that uh, you have to be a Whammy member to get nominated or winning. Win, mm -hmm. and that is absolutely not the case. It's just that the Whammy members get to do the voting in the main categories. Mm. But you definitely don't have to be a Whammy member to be nominated and or to win. And a ballpark probably, I would say 75% of the nominees are not Whammy members. Mm. So it's all done by Whammy member voting. And uh, that that's, uh, that's how uh, we determine uh, the nominees as well as the winner. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's good to know. And this will, you know, and just having you talk about this on here, that's a, that's a good way to spread the word about, like, what the process is. So uh, if, you know, going forward for the future, how do people get nominated? Well, again, it's all by just whammy member voting. So um, just, there's something sent out, an email or something? We, we let people know that uh, voting is underway mm -hmm. or about ready to start. Usually it'll be in January, mm -hmm. and we have a lot, usually about three weeks or so. So if you're not a whammy member and you want to be one because mm -hmm. you want to vote, Become a Whammy member. It's thirty dollars for an individual yeah. uh, membership, a hundred dollars for a band, mm -hmm. and then you have Whammy. You know, you have voting privilege. Um, over the years, as president, when people would ask why should I join Whammy, my first reason is always just just to feel good, feel mm -hmm. good about supporting the Wisconsin music scene. Basically, your dollars help the organization do all this stuff, mm -hmm. whether it be the award show or uh, events like Fast Pitch or CD Roulette, um, your dollars help us do it. You mm -hmm. know, it all goes back to you guys anyway. So do it because you want to. Don't do it because you think you're going to get nominated right, or right. win because that's the wrong mentality right, to have. Right. But, uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's my my rationale when people say to, to join and I say you don't need to, but if you want to, awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it probably gives you um, some connections that you might not have otherwise and um, extra learning possibilities and all sorts of other things. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, the biggest thing to get nominated, it, or it, this is with anything in life, you know, any field you're in, you got to meet people, you got to mm -hmm. network with people. Yeah. If, if nobody knows about you, 
how how are you supposed to get uh, mm-hmm. get noticed? Mm-hmm. Right. So. You, you've got to do. You've got to be willing to do some 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 legwork, even if you're you know uncomfortable with it. You know, right. even if you're an introvert, because you know I am an introvert, <laughs> but I love music, so it makes me talk music. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So has it given you an appreciation as a non-musician for uh, what musicians do? <laughs> you know, it really does. Um, over the years, being on the on the board and now as president and being in the music uh, business, I realize how in- extremely intelligent musicians are. Mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't necessarily always think that <laughs> just yeah, when I was yeah. just doing my day job. But no, some of the most intelligent people I know are musicians. Um, and it's so impressive um, them creating music. And um, yeah, I'm totally in awe of how creative and intelligent uh, musicians are. Yeah. So yeah. on the flip side, sometimes they need assistance on the, the on the business side, which is probably why me and many others um, have a role because they want to focus on creating. Right. So. Right. Yeah, that is often the case. So thankfully you're there and, and Wambi is there. And I mean, yeah, and, and they need that support. And, and so I'm really glad to know more about Wambi and, and that you're here to talk about that. Um, so, so, and I, and by the way, I, I think I, we, we were talking about this, I think on, uh, Facebook messenger recently, but I, I'm, I'm excited to hear one of the, um, hall of fame inductees, John, uh, with, uh, oh, the, um, semi twang No, no, the, um, the kind of Motown or, uh, oh, the Esquires. Yeah, Esquires. Yes, Thank the Esquires. You. Yeah. Yes, yes. He's going to try to yell at me for forgetting his name, but. <laughs> oh, yes, the Esquires. But yes, Esquires. the Esquires, too, will be yeah. performing in honor of yeah. the Esquires, which had a really, they had many hits, but yeah. the really big hit is called Get On Up from yes. the 60s. Awesome band. And I think personally, I'm, I'm looking forward to their performance the most. I think it's just going to be a unbelievable yeah. performance. Yeah, great example of, uh, uh, you know, a, a great story from with Wisconsin and, you know, a, a, you know, story to be honored and, um, you know, and, and he, you know, he told me, for instance, um, so many people think of, of the Esquires as a Chicago based band because they did all the recording in Chicago, because at the time that was where more of the recording studios were the better ones. And uh, people don't associate them with Milwaukee or Wisconsin. So I'm excited that uh, they're getting a big honor here. So Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it'll be fun. Um, I pro- I'm not sure if I should say or not, but the fellow uh, introducing them into the yeah. into the hall is a fellow named Jack Koshik. Mm-hmm. And he's more known for being um, a metal guy, Milwaukee's Metal Fest and a wrestling guy, but he has a very strong connection with the Esquires back in the day. And Jack Koshik, you should interview him someday. He's a very interesting fellow. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. a great guy too. So uh, nice. I'm looking forward to seeing Jack. If you're listening, if you listen to this, I'll see you Sunday. <laughs> awesome. And then how did you get to be president? How did you get to be so involved in the organization? Well, I to get on the board, you have to mm-hmm. be asked. Mm-hmm. And I was asked um, a, a couple times, and I turned him down uh, the first time. Mm-hmm. And um, I decided to... The second time, I might even, I might even turn him down the second time, but the third time that I said, you know what, I'm going to. I didn't want to say yes unless I knew I could devote the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I joined the board and I became treasurer mm-hmm. and um, I listened a lot. I just wanted to see what the organization was all about. And other people on the boards, the executive board, they, they saw some leadership potential in me and 
day when uh, when the new um, executive board uh, voting took place, I decided to run for vice president, which mm-hmm. I won. And I said, good, I can learn for a year or two and then maybe take over. And now, well, two months later, I was like, oh, you're taking over now. So <laughs> that's really what happened. But I just decided I liked what the organization stood for. I thought I could help make the organization even better. Yeah. And um, I just basically then jumped all in. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Um, and, and it's, I mean, it's been such a pleasure getting to know more about Whammy and, and yourself. And I want to find out a few more um, things about um, maybe some lessons you've learned from from the music industry. So can you tell me, um, you know, some of the the biggest challenges that you've had to to work through as as uh, someone who's doing a lot of booking or just um yeah just more behind the scenes kind of work well i would say that it's challenging dealing with um musicians at times mm-hmm. um i i like dealing with the band leader mm-hmm. and not multiple people in the band because <laughs> Just like anything, yeah. you know, bands is the, it's a marriage, and they have their own uh, inner workings and mm-hmm. politics. And if I if I deal with too many people in the band, then I get it's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's good to just for them to give me a, a yes or no answer, mm-hmm. like if you're available for a have gig a or whatnot, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> because you let you let the band handle their business, yeah. And then one person within the band handles the business with with the, with the uh, with the agent that's or the talent. Good player. advice. There's musicians who listen to this, so that's that, good advice. Absolutely, that's one of the biggest things uh, I, I I've taken away. Um, one of the things I like about what I do, and I think why musicians like working with me for the most part, <laughs> mm-hmm. can't please everybody all the time, right? But uh, my business model, probably a little flawed. <laughs> I work on an exclusive, non-exclusive basis, so yes. which means uh, if you find your own gig, you don't have to pay me anything. Uh-huh. If I find you a gig, well, then you pay me. But right, uh, right. Uh, but so a non-exclusive basis, they like that because they're not tied into doing doing the legwork themselves and then having give a, give me some money. So um, I think that's been one of the one of the best attributes. It probably doesn't allow me to do this full time. Sure. For the most part, but it allows me to feel good. It builds trust, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it just allows me yeah. to feel good about that every show I've booked, I've des- I've deserved to have a payment. Yeah. yeah. You know, tough part of the business is when you have to cancel shows. Yes. Yeah. Whether whether a venue is canceling it for whatever reason, and you got to tell the band, and then the rare occasions when the band has to cancel with the venue, and you have to tell the venue. Um, mm-hmm. That I don't like doing, mm-hmm. but it, it happens. Mm-hmm. And especially if it's family stuff, I always say family first. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but that's a, that's that's the toughest part. I don't like seeing shows get canceled. Yeah, but I understand why. Yeah, well, that, this must have been in last uh, a tough last couple of years. <laughs> uh, what I mean, how many, how much devastation did you see uh, in in this business? Oh, it was it was it was really bad. I mean. A lot of the musicians, obviously, they work day jobs, so mm-hmm. they can kind of uh, stave off. But the full-time musicians, mm-hmm. it was a tough go of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I again, I have a day job, too. That mm-hmm. got hurt big time. And I know how much money I didn't make right. during this. Um, so I can only imagine, you know, what the uh, what the musicians felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, yeah, they lost uh, at least a solid six months of uh, 
mm-hmm. of consistent work. Things started to open up, you know, last late summer, a little bit here and there, but then once winter came, it closed up again. So it's it's been a tough go around, uh, but now it's finally opening yeah. up. It's good to see national tours. Um, personally, I, at some point, it's got to completely go back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I don't see, I don't see national acts being able to survive, or some of these venues being able to sur- survive if we have these um, restrictions stay in place, um, because you're going to have a certain percentage of the audience that will choose not to go. Yeah. So either that means a reduced price for the band coming into town, or it means the venue really has not much wiggle room um, to make money. Right. So um, yeah. hopefully this does not last too much longer. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, because no matter what you think about the, you know, what's happening right now, whether to do the COVID check or not, I mean, there's still a bottom line for the venues. And, you know, they... They have to meet that, or they they just can't do the shows. <laughs> so absolutely right. It, you know that it's just that's just how it is, black and white. It's so if 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 they don't make enough, they just can't do it. So <laughs> right, and that's that will happen. I mean, if this yeah. continues, you we'll see more venues yeah. go by the wayside, mm-hmm. and hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, right now, it's just good to see that bands are touring again, mm-hmm. and uh, there's shows to be seen if you want to see them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And of course, uh, there's the bars, the local scene. They're they're yeah. they're going um, almost full bore now, so it's good to get out and see local music. So get out there and see mm-hmm. a show, mm-hmm. and maybe see something you're not used to seeing. Yeah, see, what, see discover something new. Yeah. What are some of the more um, what what musicians have you observed during uh, this time and during COVID, who've been more um, in, industrious in their work and maybe tried things that they. Uh, might not normally have and, and and been successful with? Well, just on a local level, and I'll stick with the mm-hmm. Milwaukee area because yeah. that's what I focus on uh, for the most part. I mean, you saw musicians, you know, play shows online. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you saw musicians um, start to collaborate with other musicians mm-hmm. and come up with new ideas. Mm-hmm. So, um, and play out together and new, new, new uh, groups form mm-hmm. uh, because of it. I mean, I could name names. I don't really want to single out anyone. I know there's but, so uh, many that are that you could. But that's what yeah. you, that you, you you got to see. I think you got to see musicians um, get to know one each other a little better, and then start to collaborate because mm-hmm. they had time on their hands. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've heard um, at the award show, as an example, saying, "Oh, this is my first time seeing so and so when when someone was pl- playing on stage," mm-hmm. because they're all out gigging right. at the same time, so they never get to see each other, mm-hmm. and then then they get impressed and say. Holy cow! Wow, this person's phenomenal. That person's phenomenal. What a great scene we've got here right. in Wisconsin. So, right. um, I think with with COVID and things shutting down, you got to see some of those musicians reach out to each other and and uh, and build a build a connection. Right, and that's a great uh, point that you brought up about the award show. Is that it's a time for the musicians to pour, perform for other musicians. So, um, because yeah, the, I mean they're they're busy every other night of the week. Right. So, how can you possibly go go check them out? So. Yeah, right, which is exciting, and that's why bands and musicians they like playing the Whammy Awards. Yeah, I've only been turned down a couple times uh, yeah. from a, from a band not playing the show. Yeah. Um, but most everybody they want to play the show. Absolutely, you yeah. know they always are offering, and I'm like, well, there's lots of people that want to play. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> so. I'm sure. Oh man. So and also, what are what's one of the biggest lessons you've learned along the way as um, as a promoter and 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 uh, booking agent. 
Well, I, I think just in general, my whole life, I just try to treat people with respect mm -hmm. and then hopefully it's returned. Um, I, when you're transparent, when you're honest up front, that's the best way to go. Mm -hmm. It just saves so much headache than mm -hmm. if you're just trying to, you know, sometimes you have to say something that isn't, um, I don't want to say nice. That's not the right word, but sometimes you have to say something that it's going to be hard for them to hear, mm -hmm. but they'll appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what I try to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that served you pretty well. Huh? It has served me well. <laughs> served me well for 50 years plus. <laughs> that's so, great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll see how many people say, no, no, Zoe's not a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone has their moments, uh, but uh, no, that's that's a great way to, to be. And, and I can tell just from talking with you, just mannerisms and everything, you, you seem like a very genuine guy. So I try to yeah. be. <laughs> Yeah. Are there any suggestions you would give to musicians besides that, that sort of having a spokesperson role for the band and any other uh, any any other advice you might uh, be able to think up for some of them uh, that that you could offer as uh, recommendations for for their own business? Well, I will say I would say um, if you're a band that's been around for a little bit. Keep doing it. Just mm -hmm. don't stop. You know, if you really if you love playing together. Don't stop. Your your band will continue to grow. Mm -hmm. um, you have to get willing, be willing to get out there. You know, if you're an original band, play out a lot. Mm -hmm. Try to play with as many different bands as possible, so you can, can build your fan base more quickly. Because you get the other band's fan base on board, they can like mm -hmm. you. If you're an original band, you got to expand your radius. You got to go mm -hmm. further. Um, if you're a cover band, just play consistently give your you know stay on board with who you are and you'll you'll get there mm -hmm. um there's bands out there that they've done the slow build and it they start to take hold you mm -hmm. know as long as you love doing what you're doing mm -hmm. don't stop if you're uh, again a cover band um don't play out too often because mm -hmm. you, you dilute your fan base mm -hmm. um or again expand your radius quite a bit uh uh, but for the most part, do it because you want to do it. If you want to do it, if you love it, all that other stuff takes care of itself. Mm -hmm. It really does. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's my that's my uh, my words of encouragement for, <laughs> for bands in the area. Nice, I like that. And uh, I, I was just going to follow up on that. So for the cover bands, um, uh, and sorry, not for the cover bands, but really for both uh, for the for the original bands. Um, you know, do you recommend a lot of them? you know, find themselves having to take gigs that, that don't pay very well, pay almost nothing or nothing um, to just get the word out about what they're doing, to get their name out, to um, broaden their fan base. Uh, what, what, would you, what would you say to those, uh, that, that scenario? Whether they should or should not. Yeah. Um, every band is different. Mm -hmm. And I, I always tell the bands, is it worth your while? Is it If it's worth your while to you guys, mm -hmm. then do it. And if it's not, then don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, because if you're doing something that you don't think is worth your while, you, you're going to regret it at some point, uh, whether it be uh, infighting within the band or mm -hmm. just bitterness with the industry. We all get bitter, by the way, at times. <laughs> <laughs> but but do it because uh, you want to. It, you know, do what's worth your while. Um, you know, bands, some bands say, you know what, we're going to do – you know, two, three 
charity shows a year because we that's our way. Mm-hmm. We want to give back. Another band might not do any just because different commitments within their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, some bands, they just want to play mm-hmm. and they don't care what the pay is. And mm-hmm. some bands, because maybe they're full-time musicians, they mm-hmm. need to get paid X amount to play. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a balance. It's a fine line. And I know that's probably one of the biggest frustrations within the scene at times with um, the bands, the, the the musicians that do this full-time getting frustrated with maybe the weekend warriors yeah. uh, bringing down the the, the, rate, the, the rate base and all that. Uh, but uh, take ownership. I always say take ownership. Mm-hmm. You'll, 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 you'll figure it out. Don't, don't, don't look to blame others. It's, that's a curse mm-hmm. waiting to happen for you. Mm-hmm. Um, take ownership and your life will go the way it should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well said. And it sounds like, uh, no matter what you, uh, you, what you choose to do, have kind of a plan, <laughs> like have a, you know, talk with your, your band or, you know, if you're a soloist, just, you know, know what you want to do, what you're willing to do, what you're willing to accept or not. Definitely have a plan. You know, with original artists, a lot of them, they want to just do that band and they want to hit it big. Yeah. Who doesn't, right? And they don't want to compromise. And I remember telling a, a few musicians within some of these bands, I'm like, you can do that. But if you want to stay in the business, you got to make money other ways. And mm-hmm. if you don't want to work a job, mm-hmm. so to speak, then you need to do other stuff within the within this business mm-hmm. because you're not going to be able to make ends meet just doing your original band, at least not at this time. And, you mm-hmm. know, you've got to work your way up. And, you know, even really established national bang, bands, mm-hmm. they, don't, they don't necessarily make the money that we might all think they're making, mm-hmm. you know. So you have to be willing to maybe you can, you know, if you're a guitarist, maybe you can teach guitar. You know, mm-hmm. do something like that. Stay in the business somehow. Get some enjoyment by still doing your being a musician, but don't necessarily put all your eggs in your band hitting it big, at least not right away, because, boy, that mm-hmm. that percentage of that happening is really low. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many great bands out there. And just because you're a great band doesn't necessarily mean you hit it big. I mean, all you got to do mm-hmm. is look at the National Acts. There's lots of bands where people are like, how do they make it big? Well, you get the right connections, mm-hmm. and there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and other bands where you're like, this band was awesome, but they never went anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just this business is not easy. No, no. It takes a lot of patience and persistence. But, yeah, but it is possible. It is possible. And it, and it's, um, you know, organizations like Whammy that, that provide the network and, um, you know, that help facilitate some of the, the, the ways for people to to get out there and get their names uh, known. So, so yeah, thanks for doing that. Oh, my pleasure. Again, I love uh, people get involved with Whammy. It, it'll pay dividends. Yeah, you know, it, it, you'll definitely meet some people and um, you will get out what you put into it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm working on my membership right now, right? Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And you know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then I just wanted to touch on, so your own music, you're wearing a Neil Diamond shirt. I like to, to, well, you're also wearing a Brewer's jersey, but, you know, which is also just as important oh, <laughs> today. Yeah. Hey, big game yeah. against Atlanta yeah. today. We need a win. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but will you tell me a little bit about your own personal music preferences? Well, I'm a rock and roll guy. <laughs> um, I mean, I like all forms of music. I can yes. find something in every genre. Yeah. You know, I, I just know that uh, rock and roll is my bread and butter. People ask me, well, what kind of rock do you like? And this shirt, uh, 
exemplifies what I am. I It's a Neil Diamond shirt, and the, Neil's wearing a King Diamond makeup. King Diamond's a heavy metal guy, and uh, uh, when people ask me what kind of music I like, I always say I like uh, all rock, from Neil Diamond to King Diamond and everything in between. So yeah, when I saw this yeah. shirt on Facebook, they knew who I was. They sucked me in. I had to buy the shirt. I'm like, I need to have this shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, But rock and roll is my bread and butter. Um, people ask me what my favorite bands are, and I always give them two. Um, I have a 1A and a 1B, 1A being Judas Priest and 1B (laughs) being Bruce Springsteen. So love both those uh, acts uh, immensely and uh, and so many others. Um, I just, man, I love music. Yeah. Hey, I want to see if I can stump you. All right. You (laughs) You might be able to. You said you can find something in any music, any genre, pretty much um, that you that you love. Do you um, have I don't know. Do you know what my strong instrument is? And. That's okay if you don't. Well, you you said you're classical, yes. so I'm gonna say violin, French horn. Okay. Do you know anything? <laughs> That's okay. I think you got me. Uh, you want to name a French horn piece of music? <laughs> no, I, I do not. Hey, but it has appeared in some rock music. Well, maybe uh, is, uh, does Rush have something like? Uh... Think about uh, Rolling Stones. Sympathy for the Devil. Mm, can't always get what you want at the beginning. Oh, really? See, I should know that. Yeah. yeah I actually yeah. I actually use that as a phrase to people. Yeah? Yeah. I When people are talking about something and it's not going their way or whatnot, I just tell them it's the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, it's just the Rolling Stones. There you go. I'm like, because you can't always get what you want. Yeah. So that opening instrument, you know, that, okay. that beautiful, you know, melodic line. Oh, yeah. That, now that, I, now I got know. it. Now it, you know. I got it in my ear now. <laughs> So yeah, it, it appears in some uh, mainstream pop stuff now and then. So, but not not usually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so think of that now. Um, but uh, now, so I you I, I often ask the uh, um, the guests to provide if they're musicians to provide a sample of some of their music to um, to show off and display. But you you provided a sample of music that you enjoy. So can you tell me about? What you provided, and that that song is uh, that piece of music is Temptation. Yeah, I um I was at going through my uh, my uh, iTunes, and uh, it didn't let me pick whatever song I wanted. Some of them were only hi- some were highlighted and some were not. Mm-hmm. Whatever reason, I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give Allison. I'm going to give give her a song by the Tea Party because I like also trying to promote bands that I think deserve more mm-hmm. recognition. Um, they're my favorite band out of Canada. They're mm-hmm. my favorite trio. They're also out of Canada. I joke with people when they say, you know, the best band out of uh, best trio out of Canada, rock and roll band. And of course, everybody says Rush. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's the, <laughs> it's the Tea Party. <laughs> but they're just an awesome band. I discovered them in the early '90s. Um, I had a um, a video uh, membership that I was part of called Ha huh Magazine, huh. and uh, yeah, <laughs> there yeah. you go. <laughs> and and this song was was on the the sampler CD. Although the first song I heard was a call. Um, actually, the first song I heard was called Fire in the Head. The next album had this song, Temptation, mm-hmm. and it's just a great rock and roll song. Um, the Tea Party is described as uh, the voice of Jim Morrison meets mm-hmm. the music of Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. Um, just a really great band. Um, mm-hmm. One of the one of the many bands I've traveled to see. I've I've gone to Toronto mm-hmm. to see them, Montreal to see them, Buffalo to see them. I oh, love love this band. Yeah, um, check them out. 
Um, I promoted them on my fun. Facebook page, but yeah. check them out. They're, they're, they're an awesome band. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I love listening to that track. So thanks for oh, sharing did you? that. I, w- I was not familiar and it was really fun. Yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so thanks All right. for sharing that. Is there anything else that we didn't cover here today that you would like to talk about related to, to Whammy, to Xander Entertainment? Anything else that uh, you'd like to bring up? No, I mean, I'm excited for the show yeah. on Sunday. Um, um, you want to talk about the time and, sure. and where you can get tickets? Sure. Um, the show is October 17th. Mm-hmm. Uh, doors open at 6 p.m. We might try to open up them a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Um you can get tickets online at uh, papstheatergroup.org org, or you can buy them uh, the day of the show. And uh, they're $25 for general admission plus whatever uh, Paps Theater Group fees are. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few VIP tickets left, although not many, and those are 45 And that just uh, guarantees you an uh, uh, upfront uh, table seat. Uh, but uh, there's a there's little bit ample room mm-hmm. in, in the venue, so it'll, it'll be a good time. Um Four Hall of Fame inductees, Viola Smith. She's a 107-year-old drummer, passed away recently. Um, But we were able to get her award to her before she passed away. So that was nice. Uh, We we were glad we mailed that award out to her and and her family. Um, So she was able to to feel that recognition. Um, And then again, the Esquires are going in. Uh, Longtime Milwaukee band uh, Semi-Twang are going in. And I believe they're playing their final show the night before at Shank Hall. So they oh, have a wow. they have a fun weekend. They got the Shank Hall the night before, and then the Whammy Awards that night. And then um, um, former Milwaukee resident and lead vocalist of a band of band uh, Driving and Crying, Kevin Kinney, will be inducted. Nice. So um, it'll be a great night with the Hall of Fame uh, inductees. Um, in addition, for the first time, it's one of the last things I I tried to lead is uh, I leave the organization is we will have our inaugural class of the Wall of Honor. Okay. And basically the Wall of Honor is honoring people, musicians who are generally known more and as more as performers. And the first performer going in uh, in this year's class is Eddie Butts. Oh, nice. Um, as well as individuals who work behind the scenes. Yeah. So then we have uh, um, a fellow who, again, we got his award out to him last summer. He unfortunately passed away. Uh, Gary Shaw out of Appleton, mm-hmm. who um, had a music shop and many other things. Uh, the Mamas, mm-hmm. which is a great organization out of Madison, mm-hmm. so we'll be honoring them. Uh, Vic Thomas of Summerfest, mm-hmm. Bob Babish of Summerfest, mm-hmm. um, and then Marilyn Mee, um, mm-hmm. longtime radio right. personality. So that has been incorporated to try to honor those type of uh, music professionals as the Hall of Fame has kind of more morphed into honoring original works yeah so um, we're excited for this uh that's this great. first class that's great just a celebration of all things wisconsin music yes so. so i hope everybody can make it you know it's not for the people who are nominated it's for anybody who loves music yeah come on out to the show i guarantee you'll have a good time great variety of performances um, lots of people that you'll want to see and hang out with so yep yeah thank you and then and so can you tell us about where we can find you uh for xander entertainment do you have a website that you like to share basically you can find me on my personal page mm-hmm. uh zoe bagos or uh on my facebook page mm-hmm. xander entertainment um Right now, I'm doing more word of mouth. I do. Ha- mm-hmm. I did have a Xander Entertainment website. I just decided to to let it lapse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure at some point I'll put one back up again. But uh, for now, I'm on Facebook, and okay. um, that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. Sure. Uh, email address xanderentertainment at yahoo.com Also, okay. 
And then uh, Whammy uh, website. Whammy website, new website this year, yeah. up and running. Uh, lots of historical information on there, and a lot more to be added. Is uh, www.whammymusicwi.com. Okay, great. So hopefully uh, everybody can come on out. And if you're paying attention, kind of like hidden Easter eggs, you'll see me putting my little stamp on the show throughout the night. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. So, Zoe Vegas, thank you so much for being here in the studio. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. of a new patron of ours at Wisconsin Music Ventures. 
which is Giselle Oliva, a very longtime friend and supporter and former employee of ours. We're so glad to have her back in her family as a, this time a patron. So thanks, Giselle. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you'll leave ratings and reviews for us wherever you're listening from. Visit themusiciansadventure.com for more information on upcoming guests, show notes, and ways to send us your topic suggestions. The Musicians Venture Podcast is hosted by Allison M., recorded at Podcast Town in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, produced by Shannon Coulard, with theme music written and performed by Mike Neumeyer. Thanks again.